Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 625, air date May 21st, 2020. All right. Hello, everyone. This is uh, our second session for tonight. It's 10.30 p.m. We're waiting for people to come on Instagram. Uh, we're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Periscope and we're getting live on Instagram. So I thought, you know, I was preparing, I've been preparing a series of lectures to really explore a talk that I gave uh, two days ago on really talking about what is really going on in this country. And when I did that talk, what I revealed in my systems analysis was that what we have going on in the United States is the dependent class of the deep state Inc, which really is supporting the 0.0001%, and then a bunch of very poor people, um, which are all part of deep state Inc, which is to keep the really poor on the reservation by giving them drugs and alcohol and money. And then it also is supporting the 0.001%, which are living off the backs of what I call the independent class, which is the real Americans, you and I, who work, who have skills, who are business people, or entrepreneurs, who really um, take risks. And it's the independent class of the people who still believe in the Constitution, still believe in freedom, the freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, who believe in truth and freedom and health, which is what our movement has really unleashed, our Shiva for Senate campaign, our Truth, Freedom and Health campaign, against what I call the dependent class, the deep state. And what I want to do is I want to really... Part of the epiphany I had, which has been brewing, which I want to share with you, is that if you look at the deep state, it includes a whole bunch of people, Hollywood and Republicans and Democrats. I'm going to walk you through that. I have some graphics here. But that deep state literally sees us, the people who work hard, run businesses, as actually their enemies. And this is what we need to understand. They do not want people to think on their own. They do not want people to believe in the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. They want people to fall in line. They want the 0.0001%, like the heads of the Chinese Communist Party and the rest of us are workers on their reservation. Remember, it was a couple hundred years ago that we wiped out the Indians and put them on reservations, gave them drugs and alcohol, et cetera. Now, I would argue that same thing is going on today is that the 0.001% want all of us on reservations. And in fact, if you look at this crisis, they were literally giving away people 2,500 bucks a month, 600 bucks a week, week. And a lot of people getting this money need to realize that this is like drugs. They wanna keep you saying, oh, I'm getting more money. I don't have to work. Well, that's a short-term drug game, drug that is actually gonna lead to an addiction no different than what was done to the Native Americans. Now, who is running this? In my view, it is the Chinese Communist Party in collusion with the deep state of the United States, who's basically sold us out. So the question is, are we becoming a colony of China or have we become a colony? And what do we do? And I've been getting a lot of emails from everyone sharing with me the ideas on what is to be done. And I'm compiling that. I wanted to do that last night tonight, but I want to get that all together and we'll do that tomorrow. So keep sending me your ideas on what is to be done to vashiva at vashiva.com. But today, what I really want to talk about is give the framework of what's going on. When you really start looking at this, 
It's quite extraordinary. You will realize that our politicians have sold us out. The lawyer lobbyist class have sold us out. That's why they were sleeping while this COVID thing took place. They do not want the small business owner to be around anymore. They do not want the entrepreneurs. They do not want the innovators. They do not want skilled workers. They want all of us to destroy ourselves and become people on the reservation who will take some money, be quiet, and eventually the goal would be to probably eliminate us, okay? So why do I say this? And Jen, if people have anything to share, we can put that up, but let me really sort of go to the slide deck that I have. And the question I wanna ask is, is America becoming or already become a colony of deep state China Inc? Here are some logos we could add some more onto this. If you really think about when I talk about the deep state, these are some of the players. And we could add probably a hundred more logos here, but it includes Wall Street, it includes the Republican Party, the Republican Establishment Party, the Democratic Party, it includes Harvard, it includes big institutions like MIT, it includes Hollywood. And I put the logos of a couple of other companies which were actually open in the midst, midst of this crisis. Starbucks was open, Dunkin' Donuts was open, McDonald's was open, Walmart was open, Home Depot was open. And these companies are the big guys, and you could add more. The small restaurant owners, the small gym owners, they were all shut down. These are young, old, you know, wherever they come from, black, white, brown entrepreneurs who represent America. They were not allowed to be open except takeout, but a small restaurant is not geared for takeout. There's no way they can compete with a McDonald's or a Starbucks, et cetera. But this sort of deep state ink, which we're gonna learn about uh, and start a conversation about, since it's the beginning of a conversation, um, really is about big, big, big mega corporations. By the way, the people who own this 80, 90% of it is owned by the 0.0001%. And then they give money away to the poor to keep them happy, they're super poor. Now this article just came out, look, it just came out uh, this came out five years and I'll, I'll share with you another one. It says, Dunkin' Donuts announces expansion plans in China with, with signing of largest development agreement in company history. That's part of Deep State Inc. right there. And Dunkin' Donuts was, if you remember, was open. They didn't shut them down. They shut down a lot of my friend's restaurants in, in the North End. But China was allowed to be open. Nothing happened to them. And remember, uh, a, a small restaurant can't compete with that. So, but look at this, the largest development agreement in company history. Look at this one. This was just March of 2020 in the middle of the COVID crisis. Look at this, Starbucks announces new roasting facility in China, extending its, um, its global roasting network. All right, so look at what it says. The CIP will incorporate a coffee innovation park, uh, creating highly skilled and new career opportunities that will further smart, sustainable coffee manufacturing in China. So we basically shut down a lot of workers here, but we opened up a big roasting facility, or Starbucks did, not we, they did, in China. There you go. Democratic Social of America are communist front. Exactly. They are. But what you see here is two of the major corporations which were allowed to be open during the lockdown, both of them works. One is expanding in China, one opened March 12th, 
this is what, 20 days, 30 days in the middle of this, open up a massive roasting facility. So their business is expanding in China while all of us were suffering. Now I did this chart. These are some of the companies that China actually has bought up. They spent close to 50 to $100 billion. Now let me explain why I say China. One thing people need to understand is that the Chinese Communist Party, if you want to do any business in China, it's not like you're a small entrepreneur, you go out on your own, you get your LLC or C-Corp and you start. In China, if you want to do any business, if you want to do any business, you better become a member of the Chinese Communist Party or you better get their blessings. If not, you're done. You're done. And the level of corruption, the level of backroom politics, it's quite uh, extraordinary. Many, many, many years ago, a friend of mine wanted me to explore uh, doing a company with him. And there's no, I, I, I stepped out of it in two months. I said, there's no way I can do this because you, know, you don't even know what's going on in China. You don't even know who you're dealing with, the level of corruption. It was like sort of you're, you're behind some type of black art mechanics. It's quite extraordinary. But the reason I'm saying that is when they say, oh, I'm a company from China, there's no independent private company in China. They all are wired right into the Chinese Communist Party. And China typically has a five, 10, 20, 100 year plan. And if you wanna play ball, and if you wanna be a company in China, you better support what the Chinese Communist Party wants. So if you look at this here, this is just a small sampling. Look at these companies here that are bought and owned by China. The Chicago Stock Exchange, okay? AMC theaters, all 3,000 theaters are owned by one of the biggest Chinese warlords who's close, basically he's part of the Chinese Communist Party. Smithfield, and I'm gonna to get to them, this is one of the big pig farms, one of the big brands in America is owned by China. Legendary Entertainment Group, your Hollywood types, they sell out, they're all sellouts, owned by China. GE Appliances, owned by China. GE Appliances, one of the most incredible American brands. The Waldorf Astoria, I mean, think about that. When I grew up living in New Jersey, it was like a huge thing to go to New York to just walk by the Waldorf Astoria, one of the biggest American brands owned by China. Okay, and it goes on. That's only five of the 10 here. Um, Four Seasons Hotel, owned by China. Riot Games, one of the big esports companies. Ingram Micro, I mean, Ingram Micro, if you know who they are, they are one of the most important uh, companies, the distributors of pretty much every hardware equipment, software equipment in the world. Motorola owned by China. So just look at this. These are some of the biggest American brands owned by China. Hollywood over here, Riot Games over here. This is what is going on right in front of our eyes in the United States. Think about that. So when I say, and, and by the way, I haven't even talked yet about how many of the universities are funded directly or indirectly by China through their intermediaries. MIT, Harvard, Stanford, you can go down the list. The, the associations that they have, we just saw this Harvard professor who was getting funded by China and getting American DOD money and getting NSF money. I mean, that's just one. I would say at least two thirds of the professors in American academia have a relationship with China and many of them have massive conflicts of interest and they're getting away with it because the Chinese Communist Party has 
put its infiltrators in every part of our economy. And what they want, they do not want small business owners. They do not want people who think independently. They do not want, you know, um, people openly discussing they love censorship. I would argue this whole political correctness was a culture being brought by the Chinese Communist Party into our culture. We are literally in the midst of being colonized by China. And I say that with, without any hyperbole. Look, when I grew up in India and I started reading Indian history when I was a kid, and later when I, I came here when I was seven years old, so, but I was very interested in Indian history. When the British came to India, the first time they came, they came as wanting to hang out and be friends with them, the traders during the period of, let's say the 15, 1600s, up until 1757. In 1757, the British occupied India through the Battle of Plassey in West Bengal. Then the British ended up literally eliminating Indian manufacturing, pulling it back to Britain. Okay, first they came in as friends, quote unquote friends. Then they invaded India. Uh, the invasion here with China is a little bit different. It's through influence. So for example, the T.F. Chan School of Harvard uh, one of the big Chinese families gave them $400 million and essentially owns a TF Chan School of Public Health, which determines public health policy in the United States. Okay. But the British did much more forcible invasion. And then, for example, all the weavers in India, people weave those amazing cloths and textiles. They forcibly cut the thumbs off in one case of 5,000 muslin weavers and they moved it to Britain. So they forcibly moved Indian manufacturing out. Doesn't it sound similar? A little bit differently here. In the United States, uh, China came in, it's colonized the United States and it's moved all this manufacturing to China. And then the next phase is to buy influence. So what the British did in India was they bought off all the Indian Anglophiles. So white men with brown hat, uh, crowns or uh, brought off all the brown men with white hats, made them important positions and they became used to suppress the Indians. That's what's happening in America. The Chinese are buying off either other Chinese Communist Party, other Chinese here, or in fact, Americans paying them off handsomely to basically sell out our country. That is what is going on. And they do not want small business owners. They do not want independent minded people. They do not want innovators because they're stealing all of our intellectual property. And they do not want um, everyday people with skills. They want to export that all to China. That's what's going on. And the fake Americans, politicians, lawyer, lobbyists are sleeping on the job purposely because they're being paid to sell out this country. That's what's going on. And we need to wake up to this fast. So if, I, if you go back here, this is one example. Now I could probably add on more logos and symbols. You could do your own research. But this is what's going on. Let me give you this article to just give you the depth and the depravity of what's going on to this country. This article came out literally a few years ago. Uh, and by the way, many of the Chinese warlords are actually buying up U.S. media companies or they have their Chinophiles, you know, uh, buying up, for, uh, you know, many of the media companies are and controlling them. But here, what you see is in this Rolling Stones article, what do we see here? It says, why is China treating North Carolina like the developing world? Okay. So let me read you the summary of this article. First of all, Smithfield is a pig farm. 
WH Group purchased them. Um, and what they did was, this was part of China's five-year plan. And by the way, China used to own about $81 million worth of farmland in America. Now they own, this was a 2017 statistic, $1.4 billion worth of farmland. Now the Smithfield pig farm has 2 million pigs. That's about 2,450 pigs per square mile. And that pig farm produces around 15,700 tons of waste daily, two times the human population in New York. And the pig shit is being used on the farm. They spray it for the agriculture. And about 160,000 people get harmed every year from this, mainly minorities and the poor. And people know this is an environmental impact. So just think about this. You have a Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party owns, basically owns the biggest pig farm in the United States, environmentally destroying our country, North Carolina. A lot of minorities and poor people are getting actually sick. And those pigs get sent to China. Think about this. Our country has been sold out. We are misusing our working people. And these people have been, like I say, put on the reservation, really poor people, so they're willing to work for anything. This is what I mean, we're being colonized. We better wake up, better wake up, okay? Or this country is gonna be gone because the so-called politicians are selling out this country. 12 Chinese media-owned companies from Dick Clark Productions, you can go find this article, 12 different media companies Hollywood is being bought by China. Remember, these people are basically prostitutes in Hollywood. And you can look at the big stars from Leonardo DiCaprio to Nicole Kidman, they're being wooed by China, brought over there. And that is why you will not find any films, any films you will not be uh, found made against China. Think about it. There's not any films made against China. You won't even find any major articles, any significant ones in the recent past really going after China. It's all quite subdued, but you won't find any Hollywood people speaking out against China because they're being owned and bought and paid by them. And again, big Hollywood, they don't want independent filmmakers coming up. They don't want independent small business owners like you and, you and I. What else? Okay, China is snatching land from US farmers, okay? As I mentioned, um, so it, as I mentioned, they basically Chinese conglomerate has snatched up one Chinese con conglomerate, uh, more than 146,000 acres of farmland across the United States worth a staggering half a billion dollars. Okay, and this was in 2017, that's just one organization. Now, many other countries, um, for example, you know, the Indian government doesn't allow foreign nationals to buy any agricultural land. Why are we doing this? Why are we allowing foreign countries to buy our agricultural land? Other countries don't allow it, but we do because the lawyer lobbies and our politicians are selling us out. This means that our food supply is owned by uh, foreign entities. Out of the four major meatpacking companies, one is owned by China, one is owned by Brazil, two by American companies. And the way that's going, probably at least three of them will be owned, three of them will be owned by China. This is what's happening in real time today to all of us. Now, and I, I wanna end with this and we'll take phone calls. Look at this, what's going on here, okay? This is happening because of our politicians. It's quote unquote Americans 
selling out Americans. Here's a sample of lobbyists working for China to make sure these deals get done. Charles Bustinay, Bustinay. He served as US uh, representative for Louisiana's third congressional district. John Boehner, Boehner was a speaker of the House of the United States. David Firestein, he served as a career diplomat for the US. Mike Holtzman, he worked in the executive office, which means in the White House of, of Special Advisor for Public Affairs for US trade under Bill Clinton. Donald Purdy, he was a White House staff member for George Bush. Ambassador Clark T. Randy, uh, Rand, he served as US ambassador to China. You see the revolving door here? Matt Salmon. Salmon served as US representative for Arizona's fifth congressional district and chaired the Asia Pacific Subcommittee. So think about how much inside information he has. And James D. Wolfson, a former president of the World Bank Group. So just think about this, just look at this. These are the people who are supposedly, you know, they talk the big patriots, they, you know, they wave the flag, but this is who's selling out this country. I just wanna go back to this. So you see this diagram here that this is just a small sample. But this is what's happening to the United States of America. We are being sold. It says white people aren't even looking because they're so worried about a mask. Exactly, Sarah. And remember, when you think about masks, I used to think about China. And that's what I just gave this talk before. Are we becoming China? Are we becoming a colony of China? That's the question. And my view is China is doing this to Australia too, but they're fighting back. That's good. But what we're witnessing before our eyes is the Chinese Communist Party is an elite, a very small elite group, probably 100 people who control another 1 billion people. And that's what they want to do to this country. So most of the people there literally live like on reservations. They're basically tools of the Chinese Communist Party. And I would argue that what just occurred with this fear-mongering hoax was an injection of the Chinese Communist Party style thing to basically move a lot of wealth more to the 0.001%, put more people on the reservation, and all of these people who are being given checks are so happy, oh, I don't have to go to work. Well, those people are gonna be moved to the reservation. And the idea is to make everything go big, big Walmart, big Home Depot, Everything's going to be big, more regulation. So the, the right wing or the left wing will put more regulations on us small business owners. So we can't even operate our business. And the right wing will create monopolies. They work hand in hand, everyone. We got to wake up. There's no difference between the Democrats and the Republicans, the establishment. They work hand in hand. So when you look at this diagram, these guys, the donkeys, the Democrats, they impose massive amounts of regulations on us because of our safety, et cetera. So what do we do? We give up more rights to small business owners, more taxes, and then the right wing comes in and builds huge conglomerates, monopolies. There's a reason Home Depot and Starbucks and Walmart and Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's were open. And a lot of my friends' businesses were hardworking people's businesses were not open. If you live in Massachusetts, pledge your vote for Shiva for Senate. Oh, it's great, thanks, Karina. Save the date, September 1, Republican primaries, November 3rd, general elections. Yeah. So before, I think Karina's reminding me, 
I am running for U.S. Senate, and our Senate election in Massachusetts is not just some normal Senate race. It's a race, and we have about 90 days. I'm talking about the election is, is coming up September 1, but the reason I'm running is to really lead a movement for truth, freedom, and health. And of those of you who've been following our campaign, you'll know that if you go to Shiva for Senate, right up here, if you go to our main page, you, you'll see right away sort of the theme of our entire campaign. And let me make it a little bit bigger here. Um, it's really a, a, a movement for truth, freedom, and health. If you go to our main page, you'll see right up here, it says Dr. Shiva, uh, MIT Peach for your Senate. But you see these words here, truth, freedom, and health. And these are not just simple slogans. As I keep saying, without freedom, without our Bill of Rights, without the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, China doesn't have any of this. China does not have the First Amendment. China does not have the Second Amendment. We have that in America. And if we don't have freedom, and what, we're, what they're doing is three major telco companies, again, big corporations, Facebook and Google are part of China Inc. They're censoring us, which China loves. Political correctness, China loves. And without freedom of discourse, we can never practice science, the scientific method. And we can't get to truth. So that's over here. And without truth, we can't really discover what the real issues are, like do masks work or not, like I shared with you. The fake science is everyone should wear masks. Let, China, let the Chinese Communist Party have everyone wearing masks. I don't think we in America need to be doing that. We need to boost our immune system. And without truth, we can't get to health, which means real health. Healthy infrastructure, by the way, the United States infrastructure is falling apart. A D plus in infrastructure is what we got uh, from the American Society of Civil Engineers. Massachusetts got an F minus minus in infrastructure. And without the health of our bodies, or our infrastructure, we can't fight for freedom. And that's what's going on in this country. We are literally witnessing right before our eyes the destruction of this country. And when I mean this country, I'm talking about the innovators, the entrepreneurs, the creators, the small business owners. That's who got screwed in this shutdown lockdown. Not the uber poor or not the 0.01%, not the big corporations. Got to wake up. This is China Inc. in action. They're buying up all of our big companies. They want to destroy all the small. They don't want the rabble rousers, which is what entrepreneurs are, which is what small business owners are. I hope this is becoming clear because it all sort of fell into line for me about a week ago when I started putting all the pieces together from a systems approach. So when I tell you guys that you need to support our campaign, it's about truth, freedom and health. And that's what this campaign is about. But more importantly, one of the things is that I want to teach you guys a systems approach that so you can unravel things beyond left and right. And the best way to do that is you need to become systems revolutionaries. You need to understand systems. And that's why when you donate to our campaign, I'm making this book called System and Revolution Accessible. It teaches you the principles of systems. It took me many decades to figure out that you can learn in a couple of hours. It teaches you what is a revolution, meaning phase changes, transitions. And then you get access to an awesome tool called Your Body, Your System, where you can use these principles to understand your body as a system, how foods and inputs affect it. And by the way, those of you outside of the country who support our movement for truth, freedom, and health, you can directly go here. Those of you in, in the America, you can literally go here and support the campaign. By the way, if you can't afford 25, it's an honor system then donate whatever you can. And similarly, those of you outside of the country, by the way, I think they're doing some 
change on your body or system. If you try to go there direct, they're doing some maintenance tonight. But everyone, you must support our campaign because this is really your campaign for truth, freedom, and health. But this kind of analysis, we're not getting from the lawyer lobbyists. You know, and that's why all of this nonsense is taking place because you and others and people who get bamboozled are, are voting in these complete individuals, the lawyer lobbyists who are being paid off by China and the deep state Inc. And they're literally selling our country. And I would say that we don't have a lot of time. And I'm saying this with a sense of urgency because by September, October, there could be another virus. And China loves us getting these viruses now because they crash our economy, prices go down, and they're gobbling up US assets. And the American Deep State Inc., quote unquote, American Deep State Inc. is supporting that. Our politicians, I mean, the Chinese Communist Party has infiltrated academia, big corporations, lobbyists everywhere. We are literally being colonized. And if we don't get this, and if we don't start organizing, particularly the entrepreneurs and small business people, this country is going to be gone. It literally is. Um, Jen, I'm going to take calls. You know, I do calls. I'm going to give you everyone my personal number, 617-631-6874. People call and let's have a conversation. It is 1059. It's 11. We can go for about a half an hour. I'll take calls for half an hour, 617 631-6874. But the conversation we want to have is, are we ready, particularly the entrepreneurs, the real Americans, the small business owners, the people with skills, we got to get organized. We got to realize it's a dependent class. So we got a call coming in. Hello, how are you? This is Dr. Shiva Adria. You're live. Oh, good, Jim. So why don't you tell us what you're thinking? Right. So let me thank you, Jim, and I'll answer your question. I'll, 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 thank, thank you. Thank you. Hold on one second. I'm going to answer Jim's question. Can you hold on one second? I'm going to answer Jim's question. I'll bring you on. Okay. Okay. So the, so the question here uh, that Jim asked was, how do we know this virus is contagious um, given the PC and, and then given that there's this thing called the PCR test? Well, first of all, we got to ask the right questions. One of the most important things that you find in science is you got to ask the right question. So the question here is not uh, about whether the virus is uh, contagious or not. By the way, Jen, there's something going on Instagram. Uh, it says that uh, the connection is weak or something. Hold on, let me make sure people can get on. Oops, it switched. Hold on one second. For some reason, I lost connection here. Let me see what's going on. I think I'm still. Hey, Jen, did I lose connection on StreamYard? Huh. I think I seem to have lost connection. Jen, are you there? Jen, can you hear me? 
Hello? I can hear you. Yeah, it's really weird. It says that I have no connection here. Was, Am I still live? Huh. Am I still live or no? Can still um, people hear me? Let's see. Wow. Okay. Is a Chinese blocking us? <laughs> All right. Let me see what's going um, on here. I think okay, I'm back. It might I think I'm back. That, that was really weird. Okay. I think I'm back on now. All right. I'm reconnecting. Sorry about that, everyone. We don't know what's going on there. It was very, very weird. Let me see if we're reconnecting. But um, so the question was, is, is this thing contagious? And what is, a, what is a level of fear people should be concerned about? That's really the question I think that was asked. Are we back on, Jen? You're on. It's very interesting. I'm not sure what's going on. It's saying you're live on Instagram. Oh, really? Okay. All right. I'll, I'll just keep going because it says. I think I think they're censoring you. Maybe though. It says your wow. live video was paused. Wow! Amazing. I think we're all being censored, guys. It's. I think Instagram, Instagram's pausing you so people can't hear you. Okay. Let me see. Okay, I should be back on Instagram. But everyone says you're good on Facebook. Okay. So Instagram is live. Okay, there we are. All right, I think I think it's better now. Okay, sorry about that, everyone. It looks like there was something that happened that did not allow me to be live on um, Instagram. Sorry about that. Something very interesting happened. But to answer uh, the question, look, we got to ask the right questions. And the question is not whether this thing is contagious or not. Every pathogen has different levels of contagiousness or infectivity. Uh, this one supposedly had a very high level of infectivity, but a low mortality rate. That was what the thesis was. The question we really need to ask is, how, what is the state of our immune system? This is the right question. So I don't want everyone to fall into this propaganda this deep state propaganda of the infection or the virus's infection, because I've been trying to train all of you onto the real science. And the real science here is to boost the immune system. You have about 380 trillion viruses inside of you. You have about 60 trillion bacteria. We're all walking germ factories. Most of the people who died had pre-existing conditions. In Massachusetts, for example, the average age of the person who died was 82 years old. The average life expectancy in Massachusetts is 80 years old, or, or the life expectancy. So we got to ask the right questions. How do we boost our immune system? Not, not we should stop asking the right, you know, is this virus infectious? We, we got to stop getting into this fear-mongering nonsense, okay? The immune system was built to take on viruses, and when the immune system is not weak and not defective, it will actually function properly. If you have pre-existing conditions, if you socially isolate people, if you don't get enough sun, you're gonna destroy um, your immune system and, and the weakened immune system will overreact. That's the right question. Let me take the next question. Hello? Yes, what's your question? You're live, go ahead. Uh, 
as citizens, uh, you know, to take your advice and take, take this moment and do something about it other than just going to the ballot in November and, and uh, social distance protests. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, so, so thank you. Let me answer. So, so the question is, what can we do to really, one of the things I got to let people know is there's something really interesting occurring, maybe because we're talking about China. I don't know if you're seeing this, Jim, where you are. Is it Jim? Um, my internet connection is literally going up and down. And this has never occurred like this. Jen, I don't know what you're saying, but this is quite fascinating. Um, Anyway, it's it's literally going up and down here. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I'm going to see if I can switch over to my hotspot just to be safe, or if there's something in general going on in in you know in what's going on here. But it's quite extraordinary. Jen, are you seeing anything there? Jen, I see on Instagram that you keep pausing. Okay, but it's still feeding on other stations. Yes. Okay. Um, although someone said on Twitter. Facebook um, is having an issue. It seems like you're just being censored on some of the platforms. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I, I think the question is, what can we do? I mean, it's, it's uh, I see on my end that I'm really not getting internet connection here, Jen. It's literally going in and out. But I'll try again. Um, but the, the issue is we need to build, uh, Facebook just said your live video ended. Um, what I think we need to do is we really need to build a movement for, uh, truth, freedom and health. Hey, Jen, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to stop and come back again. Okay. Yeah. I mean, everyone's saying you're good on Facebook though. Okay. And on Periscope everywhere. Okay. I'll just keep going then. So what I wanted to thing is the question was, what should we do? And what we need to do if we really are serious about this is to a recognize that we have a major division in this country. And that division is really the real Americans versus the deep state. And when I mean the real Americans, I'm talking about people who actually get up every day. They take risks. They have a business. They uh, are entrepreneurs. They're skilled workers, plumbers, electricians, the people who actually um, uh, have some sense of understanding of what this country is built on, have a respect for the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, et cetera. And if people do not fit into that category um, and they want to give up all their rights, that is not the kind of people I'm talking about. So what's happened in this country is that little by little by little, we have given away our rights. And once you give away freedom, it's, it's sort of gone. And what we have is we have people um, of the dependent class. By the way, you know, it's um, profits for the super, super wealthy. And then they, the 0.0001, they're actually subsidized. The, the, we just printed $6 trillion for them. It was the biggest transfer of wealth that just took place. And then we paid off a bunch of really poor people so they wouldn't rise up, but they all both work together, the dependent class, the super wealthier dependent, as well as the other. So what can we do? First of all, we need to become aware, then we change our behavior, and then we start you know, doing real change, ABC. So what do we do? The first thing we have to do is to recognize that we do have an enemy. 
and we got to wake up. And that enemy is the deep state in this country. And that deep state enemy um, doesn't, whether they're Americans, quote unquote Americans or non-Americans, whether they wave the flag or not, just look at their actions, whether they're Republican or Democrat. We need to build a movement bottoms up. We need to restate a new bill of rights. And that's why um, whoever asked me that question, please email me at vashiva at vashiva.com. We need to put together a new demand because we have about 90 days until this thing occurs again, in my opinion. Or we have to get ready for that because China Inc. and Deep State Inc. wants to destroy all the entrepreneurs. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're an innovator, you're, you run a small business, a nail salon, a restaurant, whatever you do, that you get up every day, you're risking yourself that you have to hire workers that you are really the powerhouse of this country. And we need to come together and say, never again should this ever occur again. We need to build a movement. Let me take this next call. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. Yes. How are you? Good. Good, you're live. What's, what's your question or your comment? Yes. Yeah, that's a good question. Look, this is my, so you're asking a very important question. I think the first thing is um, we have, this is just a fact. Um, so these are the, some of the things we can trust. We um, know for a fact America right now has the lowest longevity rates in the Western world and the highest infant mortality rates, okay? So that is a condition of health in this country. We have nearly 25, 30% of people who are obese, right? We have, um, when you have social isolation and depression, people have, you know, they affects their immune system, it affects their state of health, uh, in more inflammatory processes in their body. But if, you, if we, we view the body as, as a system, if we're not consuming the right foods, if we have dirty air, dirty water, and dirty food, and people can't even make ends meet anymore. This creates tremendous amount of stress in the body, which affects the health. You follow what I'm saying? Yes. So, so one of the important things to understand is that the, the both parties are destroying America. So you have the liberal Democrats who say, oh my God, you know, we want to save your children, right? So they created child protective services. Okay, which is now a $1.2 trillion industry. And then, they're and they're evil. Then we have people who say, I want to create safe vaccines like this guy Kennedy. He's, he's evil too. Yes. He basically wants to regulate it, you know, like his brother, like his uncles did. Then you have people who want to say, oh, we want to help the small business owners, right? Uh, the small banks. Well, they created Dodd Frank, which destroyed 2,000 banks. Safety. We want to help the truck drivers, independent truck drivers with safety. Well, we're monitoring them. Well, they're destroying them. Whenever we hear the word safety, typically out of the liberal Democrats, it means that they're going to create more regulations, 
to create more monopolies. Now, what that is ultimately doing is it's putting more of the American working people on reservations, which means we can't even make ends meet, which affects our health. We can't even buy organic food, right? We can't even buy healthy foods. So the only solution out of this is for people, particularly working people, first of all, like you're saying, we can't trust the media anymore. We can't trust our politicians who we can trust. I'll tell you who we can trust. The people we can trust are people who actually have a skill, are running a business, are risking themselves, right? Um, those are the people we can trust because they actually have skin in the game. The 0.001% have no skin in the game and the super uber poor have no skin in the game. So that's who we should look to for our news and for our understanding. But I can tell you unequivocally that we are gonna become one of the most unhealthiest countries in the world because of the dirty air, dirty water, dirty food brought to you by the lawyer lobbyists. And um, we need to go back to local in my view. We need to start supporting our local farmers, our local businesses and start building community again. That's the only way out of this. It can't be top down big because all of it's gonna stop being, start being owned by China or by people who are working for China. Of having relationships and family and connections and oh. friendships Jen, do you have it on? Jen? Oops. Yes. So let me, so I hope that answers your question, but you're absolutely right. I think the first thing is we need to go door to door and make our neighbors aware of when I talk about truth, freedom, and health. We need to build an awareness, and that can only happen neighbor to neighbor. It's not going to happen by Tucker Carlson or anything. <laughs> Tucker will just say enough if he sees. I mean, he copies a lot of stuff that I see, watches which way I'm going, and then you'll put news out if he sees people getting a lot of hits. But they don't lead. None of the major news stations lead anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking. How are you? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, it's something I've been receiving so many messages. I just got a message from someone out in Minnesota and Michigan saying, how can we take sort of this movement you're building and, and localize it? So one of the things I'm going to be rolling out and everyone should watch it is, you know, I get censored massively on social media. Wikipedia just calls me all sorts of nonsense, you know? So we're, the fortunate thing is, um, I happen to, as you know, uh, uh, I'm a technologist. So we've learned a lot from running a Senate campaign. So one of the things I'm, I'm putting together is almost like a toolkit, okay? So system and revolution, for example, 
is a toolkit that everyone should get because people need to understand a systems way of looking at the world. I hope I'm making sense because, hold on one second. Hello, Dr. Shiva speaking, how are you? Can you hold? Okay, hold on, I'll bring you right in, just hold one second. In fact, I'm gonna merge you in so you can listen and then I'll, I'll, I'll bring you in. Um, so what, what I wanted to say was that, first of all, there can be no change without a theoretical framework. And when I wrote System and Revolution, it was basically a way people could A, understand how systems work. You can read it for, um, you know, in two hours. So people need to have a deep understanding. Like you can't build a spaceship if you don't know physics. You follow what I'm saying? So we have to understand the physics of change. And that's what systems and revolution is. And I made it so people didn't have to go to MIT for whatever, 20 years, okay? People could understand systems thinking. So that's one, and understanding how these principles work. That's why I push uh, the, the system and revolution and the tool because it teaches people. The second thing is I'm putting together a kit called like a truth, freedom, and health warrior kit. Um, where people can actually take this and localize it in their communities. And one of the ideas is we've learned a lot and we've created a lot of tools from running for Senate. So imagine you decide to run for office in your state, okay, or in your community. Imagine that I could start giving you some tools on how to run for pennies on the dollar. You see what I'm saying? And we can beat our opposition. So we have a set of, yeah. Because what we need to do is we need to seize back power that's been taken away from us by the lawyers and lobbyists. I mean, to run for a US Senate seat, you gotta raise $40 million. I don't know if you know that. When I ran against Elizabeth Warren two years ago, I spent less than 70 cents a vote. I got 100,000 votes, five times more than any independent candidate. And we only raised about $100,000. Why did we do it? Because we had ground support. When you really have people support, you don't need all this money. These guys have no support. They don't have any support. So they have to pummel us with mainstream media advertising. So I have created some technologies and tools that can help everyone, which I wanna share with everyone. So first is we need to have theory, which is the system and revolution. Basically, how do systems work? The second is people need to start participating. I think in their, in, I'm not saying the electoral process is the only Way. In fact, I don't trust it at all, but it's more about creating movements. Running for office is a way you create a movement. But if you think winning the office is the only way, end all or be all, that's fairy tale. You know what I'm saying? But. Like, it's like, you gotta fight tooth and nail. Like, they have all the CPS, all the stuff. 
Yeah, look, uh, ultimately, we have to understand, it's not like we have to win everyone's support, okay? There's a very, very famous organizational theorist called Price Pritchard who said something interesting. He looked at all different organizations and communities, you know, primitive communities, and um, he found something interesting. He found in any organiza organization or society or community, there were three groups of people. All right, so listen very carefully, and I'll ask you a question. He found out that there are three groups of people. One group of people called resistors, people who didn't want to change anything. They liked things the way they were, okay? The second group of people, what he called, were fence sitters. People watched which way the wind blew, and they followed. And the third group of people were people like us, change agents, who wanted to create a better world, who wanted truth, freedom, and health, all right? So three groups of people. Now, guess what he found after his 30 years of research? What was the percentages of each of those three groups of people? So the resistors, the fence sitters, and the change, change agents. What do you think they were? What do you think the distribution? Okay, well, I, I, I would think that probably the change agents, if that, maybe the top 10%, the majority will probably be the Yeah, so this is what he found out. This was consistent. He found out that 30% were resistors, okay? 50% were fence sitters. People watch which way the wind blew. And then 20% were change agents. All right? But what he did find out was that, so, but he found out a mistake that change agents make. He found out they spent 80% of their time trying to convince resistors. Okay. And what he said was, I mean, I gave a talk with him many, many years ago. This is when General Motors was having a lot of problems. They invited me and a couple of other thought leaders to give a talk. And what he said was he looked out at the audience of these 2,500 General Motors dealers and salespeople. And he said, you know what? You're not going to win if you spend 80% of your time trying to convince people you're never going to be able to convince. He goes, what you want to do is you want to spend at least 80% of your time organizing your change agents, okay? Because what happens is when we get strong and we find our own kind, okay? And we know that, and you don't have to have a lot of them, they become a magnet to pull the other 50% over, okay? It's like iron filings. You ever put iron filings on your table and you put, use a magnet? If you, if you pull it just right, you move all of them. So the issue is it's not that there's 30%, but the issue is that there's 50% of people are watching. And so what needs to happen is, so what I just shared with you is physics, okay? And the physics here is that we as a people who need to understand that are the people who stand for the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, who are entrepreneurs, who want to work hard, who don't believe in this, there's enough of us out there, okay? You can assume at least 20%, which means in the United States, 60 million people, okay? Well, those 60 million people need to become aware of the kinds of concepts that I'm sharing here, right? That freedom is important for truth and truth health and health for free, those kind of things. Because we don't need to go and fight against these people who are never ever going to get it. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's a waste of energy. It's hitting your head against a wall. But that's what happens. Most people are arguing with these nuts, okay? What we should do is, that's why I do this because we're building a community right now, right? People say, oh, there is other people like me. There are people getting these concepts. And that group should build its, 
its foundation on the right philosophy, truth, freedom, and health. You see? And the right philosophy, we need to go local. And so I am going to be putting together like a truth, freedom, and health warrior kit um, where we're just going to, uh, we're going to offer it through the website so people can get practical tools on what they can do on the ground with organizing their communities. Um, and basically some of these principles, you don't need to waste your time arguing with people who are never, ever going to get it. It's not worth it. Let them, let them go suffer in my view. Right, right. And, and that's the way, right? Because what happens is um, there's a very famous story with, um, and, and you have to be very, very economical with your time. We don't have a lot of time. It's better off, like in, in sales, you know, I, I, you know, many of my companies I grew, you don't waste your time trying to convince people are never going to want to buy your product. They, they're not ready. But you find those people already get it. You build friendships with them, right? And, and then when they start, you, you create essentially a magnetic storm, right? When those people move, because one of those people is equivalent to a uh, 1,000 or 10,000 fence sitters. That's what we need to do. We need to, and, and that's why when I built the model, truth, freedom, and health, it took me about 20 years to figure that out. It's a very simple concept, but it says you got to have freedom. Then we get to truth. Then we get to health. We're strong enough to fight for freedom. You need all three. You can't just be a yogi meditating and doing yoga all day. That's just to help people. You can't just be for the First Amendment all day. You can't just be someone who's a nerd doing truth, right? You got to do all three because they're interconnected. So it's a very powerful technology there in many ways. So that, and then people need to understand systems very quickly. And if people can understand these two things, they become their own warriors. They don't, they don't, you know, need me or you or, you know, the people can start taking these concepts and being creative in their own communities, but you need to have a framework. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, just on, on the president, you know, I never voted in my life. I never liked politicians. He was the first. I have a pure voting record in this country. He was the first guy I ever voted for because I saw him as a disruptor going against both parties. And his running is what inspired me to run. So and, and my goal is to use all the knowledge that this country gave me and my parents and my grandparents and to educate people on these concepts, truth, freedom and health. That's how we're going to win. And we have to go local and bottoms up. That's it. There's nothing else to do. And yeah. Thank you. God bless you. Um, I have someone else here from Fitchburg. Thank you. Are you there from Fitchburg? Hey, Keith, how are you? Good. Input and bad input, and 
post about so many things. Uh, I think he's trying to do the right thing all the time, but he has so many forces pulling him in a bad direction, and I just hope he can get rid of all that stuff and uh, do the work that the American people definitely be trying to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah Keith. I, I think one of the most important things to recognize is that, um, in my view, what he did for this country by taking on both wings of the establishment, right, and creating the disruption he did. He's, I don't care if he passes any bills. He's already done a Herculean task, right? You know, he made fake news a common word. No one has ever done that. That itself is a huge, he should win about 20 Nobel Prizes just for that, okay? So now it comes down to us because he's in a swamp, right? He's got, God knows, you know, how he survives in that swamp, right? So what we need to do is we need to take this to like sort of version 3.0 or 4.0. We need to go from second gear to like 10th gear. And that is building up a bottoms up movement. And, that, and that's why I think you're in Fitchburg, right? Um, this, this week, we're gonna be coming out there with the bus. So, Fitchburg, Lemonster, you know, over in the Johnny Appleseed, that park area. And we're gonna really launch our ground campaign there, but we need to recognize that Massachusetts, if you step back and you look at it, Keith, is really the center of the deep state. I don't know if we realize that. It really, it's not DC. What's that? Yeah, but Massachusetts is the center of the deep state. So I keep saying that our winning, you know, the Shiva for Senate, our Truth, Freedom and Health winning here would be like a nuke went off for the deep state because every deep state person throughout the world goes to MIT or Harvard, right? They walk through here. You have the medical establishment, all the big uh, Facebook, Google, Monsanto, they're all here in Kendall Square. So we got to win here as an inspiration to everyone. Well, I, I think you have to, I mean, what you just brought up a very good thing. Look, UV light, sunlight, you know, electromagnetic radiation, that's what light is, right? Um, light is a visible spectrum of electromagnetic radiation. Um, you know, in, in, in ancient cultures like India, they had a thing called radionics, 
where they would put a crystal on one of your meridians and they would shine light to it, okay? Ultimately, healing comes from light. And the future healing at some point, if we get there, we'll be using vibrations, light energy. And this isn't even anything complicated. This has been done. Um, so when you talk about UV light, um, it is one of the most profound things that everyone does know. Uh, any scientist, but the reality is why didn't they promote this? Why didn't they promote the sun and vitamin D and friendships? And, and the reality is, and that's what I'm trying to tell everyone, this was orchestrated. And this isn't even a conspiracy. If you don't want, if you think it's a conspiracy, great, go attack me on Wikipedia and write whatever you want. But it doesn't, it's irrelevant to me. The bottom line is that there is a fundamental attack on America, on the American values. This country is built on innovators, people who worked hard, uh, people who didn't want a free ride. It was built on entrepreneurs, it was built on the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and so on. And what the Chinese Communist Party wants to do, which has infiltrated this country in so many ways, is to destroy the entire American way of life because it doesn't fit their model, which is authoritarian, fascist, top-down control. They do not want Americans, the American way of life. And that's why when you look at a guy like John Boehner being there, I mean, he was the Speaker of the House, right? A Republican. So this country is being sold out from the Hollywood celebrities, from all the big corporations. And the last stand is going to be the real Americans who believe in those values. And I'm telling you, it is literally us against Deep State and China, Inc. That's what this is about. Right. So, so what, what's your, what's your what's the point that you want to make? Uh, Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, look, 
Yeah, so, so you got to understand what's happened, and I think you probably know this, is the entire healthcare model came from the liberal Democrats who wanted to create this bloated healthcare model, right? So they created all these regulations, basically destroyed this small family practitioner in your, in your local neighborhood, moved it to big hospitals, bloated it. And then the right wing supported that. A few major monopolies of a couple of major health insurance companies, right? They both worked hand in hand. One gave the regulations to make us make the left people feel like, oh, we're protecting everyone. And then meanwhile, that created monopolies for the right. That's what's actually happened. But the reality is you're saying is if we focus on the immune system, if we go back to traditional cultures, whether it be you came from Ireland or Italy or India or wherever you came from, right? Many of the traditional cultures already knew how to take care of our health, right? It was always food, 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 food. And it was done with family, right? The cultural, social, because that's how you felt good about yourself. That's how you felt secure. You didn't have all this depression, right? All that kind of stuff. So anyway, thanks, Keith. But Keith, keep an eye out for the campaign. Let everyone know we got to win in Massachusetts. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Keith. Yeah, go up online. Everyone listening, go up to Shiva for Senate. Sign up to be a volunteer, and everyone gets a lawn sign and a bumper sticker. Keith, I don't know if you know, we have a bunch of locations all over Massachusetts, and it's free. Just go get a lawn sign and a bumper sticker, okay? Thank you. Oh, great. Okay, thanks, Keith. Be well. Bye-bye. Hi, you're from Palm Springs? Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. How are you? Yes, thank you. Very, very sweet of you. Um, you know, we. Uh, I think one of the most important things is, you know, our campaign for, you know, the truth, freedom, and health is spreading in all different ways. So it's really been very heartwarming to get all these wonderful messages. But we have to come together and unite, and we have to go local and bottoms up and educate as many people as we can. You know, at a local level, it's not going to come top down. Everyone's thinking someone from above is going to do. It. It's going to come from below. I say, well, I, I think one of the 
I think one of the most important things, you know, when I wrote the book System and Revolution, I really wanted to ask the question, what is revolution? You know, what does that word really mean? Because it gets used widely. Um, and if people have a chance, that's why I, people need to have sort of a, because the, the term has been used in so many different ways. From a systems perspective, it's when a system goes from one form to another, no different than, you know, when, if you think about ice at a certain temperature, you know, right at the right temperature, it melts, right? Or water boils at a certain temperature. And so the issue is that happens from below typically, right? When you have the right conditions. So the, the issue is, can we come together and create the right conditions? So then the revolution occurs quite seamlessly, many times non-violently. If you look at many, because it just all happens in what's called a phase shift. So people should, that's why I want people to get the book. We've made it easily accessible because I want people to understand the dynamics of what a system is and what is a revolution. And what you find is the old model of revolution was, you know, it was top down, right? The, the whatever, the uh, Russian revolution or the Chinese revolution, many of these were top down. But what happens to that is when revolutions occur like that, inevitably the people around them then become the bad guys, right? Over time, like, you know, like that Who song, you know? So, but the real revolution occurs when it comes bottoms up. And that's why we, where we catalyze things. So it's not any one individual running it or a party. It's happening sort of everywhere. It bubbles up. And that's going to occur with consciousness. You know, people raising their consciousness with science and understanding. Anyway, anyway thank you. Thank you. And can you please tell all, all of your listeners, please message me. I have links of some very important petitions. And if they would like to know about how to find protests in your area, I can help people doing searches for protests. Sure. Why don't you email me, vashiva at vashiva.com, and I'll get it out. Thank you. Be well. Okay, be well. Okay. Take one more call. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. You're calling from Washington. How are you? Sure, go ahead.
and maybe that's why they don't lean towards that direction. Yeah, so let's just, yeah, let's just, yeah, let me answer your question the following way. First of all, if we step way back, right, and we want to understand the immune system, okay, the immune system is waiting um, to receive germs. You follow what I'm saying? We're supposed to, yeah, yeah, boogers, whatever you want to call them, right? Big boogers, dirt, um, you know, they, very interesting research, they found out uh, they took a family which had dogs, right? Um, and a family which didn't have dogs. And the family which had dogs, they looked at the dogs that just stayed inside and the dogs which ran in and out. And with young kids, it turns out that the family which had the dogs, which ran in and out, bringing in all dust and all this stuff, right? Had the lowest amount of ear infections, okay? Which means kids, which means the dirt and everything is good for you, okay? Um, and... Right, right. Yeah, permaculture. Yeah, permaculture really sort of understands the cycle of moving soil organisms around, right? So the goal is we're supposed to be around dirt and we're supposed to uh, resist. And now what's happened is over time, um, different people have different chemistry. Some people are brought up in a bubble, parents didn't let them touch anything. Other kids were like pig pen, right? So we're at a point now where. Um, you know, one size does not fit all. And, and, and in traditional cultures, they had a method called variolation. Variolation was when someone in the village got some disease, right? They would take the pus of that disease, make a slight, like African culture did this, make a slight abrasion on the arm and give it to the other person, but the whole thing, right? Um, or in yeah, 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 the cowpox. That's what happened. In fact, it was that technique, variolation was brought to the United States by an African slave. And that's what Washington used to um, inoculate, you know, nearly 40,000 soldiers to save them. But it wasn't a vaccine, you see? It was literally like, well, it's like, no, it's like you sneezing on, I mean, they literally took the pus and did a slight incision and gave it to people. You follow what I'm saying? So what you're doing then is you're not, you're still engaging your innate and your adaptive immune system, if that makes sense. In Chinese and Indian culture, if someone got it, they, there's a picture you can find on the internet where the guy's shooting up someone's pus up someone's nose, okay? So the concept of immunizing people has been around for thousands of years, okay? But it didn't mean, but you know, when animals got sick, they would have the animal sneeze in a village and then give it to all the other animals because you wanted to get on with life, right? You you basically wanted everyone to get the, uh, the, the, the disease right away, right? So you didn't have parts of the population you had to quote unquote lock down like we just did recently. Very stupid, okay? So, so what they did was that was a natural way of immunizing people, right? But because, you know, people think they can do better than nature, they then created a pale version of that called a vaccine, which was basically a deadened form of that virus and that didn't work. So then what they did was they said, well, we gotta add other stuff to it, okay? To create the inflammatory response. Then they threw in whatever, mercury and this and that, et cetera. And so now we have something called a quote unquote vaccine, right? Which is basically trying to mimic nature. That's why we gotta go back to traditional cultures. <laughs> You know, the traditional cultures, you know, Italian culture use oregano and tomatoes and rosemary, right? To boost the immune system. I was actually reading that 
Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, oregano oil. I'm, yeah, that. You have the eucalyptus oil. You have many of the tea tree oil. I mean, there's a whole bunch of remedies that traditional cultures had. But these things don't generate the billions of dollars or trillions that pharma needs. Okay? But, uh, and by the way, many of these people like Bill Gates and the Fauci's and the Clintons all go to nice spas, right? In India and Ayurveda, and they experience all of this. They just don't want everyone else to have that, okay? Because it's too cheap and they don't make money off it. But the net of it is I keep saying, all we need to focus on ultimately, if we really want to be serious, is boosting the immune system, period. And if we spent as much time as we did talking about vaccines or not vaccines, right? Because the pro-vax and anti-vax people, they basically both don't get it because be it the idiot guys like Kennedy, okay, whose whole family's been into, he says he's against vaccines, but he really wants to regulate it. You see, the liberal Democrats want to regulate it. They still want the government involved. And then the hardcore other people want to basically impose it on us. But they're both with the government, right? They want the government involved in our body. The government should not be involved at all in any form. Right. So that's the fundamental issue. So I think what we need to do as a community, if people get this concept of truth, freedom and health is, look, the real issue here is I need to boost my immune system, period. So if you want to help me in doing that, great. But don't lock me down. Stop me from getting access to friends. Right. Which help me boost my immune system or vitamin D or fresh vegetables, polluting my water, air and food. That's what we should be fighting for. If we just focus singularly on boosting the immune system, I'm telling you, we solve everything else. We know which politicians to choose. We know what food to put in our bodies. It's about yeah, boosting the immune system. Yeah, and I think there's enough information out there that people can figure this out now. I've get, given a framework. I've done a bunch of videos, but it's ultimately comes down to everyone listening, taking responsibility for their own lives, you know, supporting their neighbors and their family and friends to recognize it's about, let's start getting sunshine. Let's start getting the D3. Let's start eating, you know, go back to, you know, steaming some great green vegetables, you know, and the olive oils and the amazing spices that anyone can grow and get. We need to just go back to very simple local ways of living and everything falls in line. And we need to get rid of every one of these damn lawyers and lobbyists, every one of them. So anyway, thank you. Yeah, we, we deserve what we get. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Be well. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to oops, have someone from Hilo, Hawaii. Hello, how are you? Dr. Shiva speaking. Great. What island are you on? On the big island. Okay. I, I used to go to Kauai. I've been there like seven times. One of my favorite places. Uh, but thank you. One of my favorite places. 
Yeah, so tell me, what. thank you for calling. Yeah, so I'm born and raised in Hawaii, and I'm very concerned about what's going on right now. Yesterday, our mayor literally announced that they are going to be working closely with the um, Rockefeller Foundation. And I literally almost had a heart attack because they said that they're they're giving four million dollars to the Johnny Bergen, um, uh, what do you call in Hawaii? It's our labs, and uh, they're saying that they're going to be. Oh, we were one out of six states that the Kennedy, I mean the uh, Rockefellers, um, offered to help us, and I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, look, um, the Rockefeller Foundation, you know, always wants to, quote unquote, help the poor, right? Help the people of color, blah, 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 right? But they're part of the liberal elite left, which basically wants to regulate things, wants to get involved in people's lives. And that's what you're seeing in Hawaii. By the way, I think Massachusetts was the third most corrupt state in the union, or the 10th, I think the third or 10th most. And I think Hawaii was one or two up there. Um, uh, you know, uh, the problem is that if you look at what's happened in Hawaii from the native Hawaiians who were there, what's occurred to them, the devastation that took place to them. Um, I mean, you have, I think uh, if you look at Hawaii and Kauai as some of the best land, but they have to import a lot of their food, right? Like Kauai, it's quite amazing. To people listening, uh, Hawaii has some of the most fertile soil the island of Kauai, for example, um, half of the island has been used for test fields for the big um, agrobiotech companies. They've destroyed that island, you know, at least on one wing of it, and they import food. So you have this amazing island with amazing agriculture, and they're importing food. But this is the insanity that takes place. The only way out of this is for we, the people, to go bottoms up, door to door, and organize a movement for truth, freedom, and health. It's the only way. We cannot rely, and, and everyone, uh, and I'm gonna be putting together some material teaching people how they can do their own organizing, but it can't be through these nonprofits, and because many of these nonprofits are screwed up, you know? They're run by people who just wanna maintain their nonprofit. It's gotta be much more organic, much more bottoms up. Yes, correct. And um, I was just really deeply concerned, and I'll tell you why. Because we had such low numbers of the virus, and all of a sudden, they're poking their no nose into Hawaii, and it's making me scared because we just, our mayor just mentioned that we're going to start having testing. So, you know, and that the, the uh, Rockefellers were going to help us, guide us with the testing, and that right there made me freak out. Yeah, I mean, many of these so-called nonprofits and foundations are basically salespeople. That's what they are for the big corporations. That's what they are. You know, they're just front ends like the Gates Foundation, uh, the Hillary Clinton Foundation, right? All of them. Yeah. They And then they get it both ways. They make money and then, every, and then they pr promote themselves as though they care for all the poor people or all the people of color. Dot, dot, dot. So they try to get the benefit of, you know, I'm helping these poor people and they're making money off us. Anyway, um, I'm sorry to hear that, but we need to build a movement, particularly in Hawaii. 
You know, it's one of the most beautiful uh, parts of the world and it's just being taken advantage of. But thank you for calling. Yeah, let me know who it is. He texts me because if anyone's saying defamatory things like that, we will go after them. I mean, I'm very, very, uh, uh, I have very low tolerance for people who lie and defame, and no one should stand for it because, yes, yeah, so it. Yeah, yeah, you can just text me that and we'll follow up. I'll have my attorneys follow up. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Be well. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. It is midnight, one minute before midnight. And I th thank everyone for calling in. Um, Jennifer, I don't know if Jennifer's still there, but thank you, everyone. So in summary, what I think we discussed today is that we have the, those people, China, the deep state, which really wants to make us a dependent class. And it's time that we recognize this. First of all, it's become aware. And then those of us who cherish freedom and truth and health and believe in bottoms up and believe in the values of this country need to recognize that nothing is going to change if we don't uh, do this bottoms up and have a framework of truth, freedom, and health. And just to remind everyone, you know, when I decided to run for Senate, the entire basis of our campaign is about truth, freedom, and health, and also to teach people how systems work. So everyone should go to Shiva for Senate if you're in the United States, support the campaign, get the book, Systems um, and Revolution, get the tool. And if you're outside of the country, go right to your body, your system. They're doing some maintenance this evening, but please go there and pick up the book and the tool, but we need to have a framework, a theoretical framework to make sense of things in this very confusing world. And that's what system and revolution will allow you to do. It'll give you the principles. And then uh, I'm gonna start building some tools on what you can do in your local community and I'll start sharing that too. Anyway, thank you everyone. Have a good evening, be well, be the light and keep up the fight. Thank you. <laughs>